0: I was sitting there talking with Trulie, and she's like, well, you and Mom are divorced. I'm like, okay. I didn't realize. It was a little bit news to me. How is it news to you? That we're just divorced. Oh. We never made an official agreement. We never signed a paper. We never agreed. We never went to our church leaders and said, hey, we're divorced. Or we want a divorce. You know, would they even allow us a divorce? All of a sudden, it just sank into me that she's just like, ah, I'm leaving, so we're divorced. Usually, our church would say you're divorced. You have to go ask for a divorce. Yeah, yeah. You have to get paperwork. You have to get approval. You have to prove that the marriage is broken. Christine just saying I'm divorced is sort of invalidating our beliefs. We're spiritually married to Cody by our church. If we want a divorce, um, then we have to go with it. Robin, you raggedy bitch. I'm coming for your neck, girl. I am coming right for it. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business, but mine with me, Cara Berry, Sister Wives Edition. And listen, before anybody comes for me, that was a colloquialism and not really a state on Robin's actual neck. But you know what? I might make a comment or two of this episode. So if you don't like it, you might want to pause this one. Because really. I've been trying to keep it cute with her and I had like just an agreement between myself and Robin spiritually. And I thought, you know what? Okay. Maybe it's not really great to talk about people's appearances. Maybe I should just leave it alone. I don't know what the hell's going on with that ever expanding piece of flesh. So maybe I should just keep it going. Right. Just keep pushing. But, um, you know, I was willing to not say anything as long as she behaved herself, but then she got way out of pocket and lost her damn mind. So I just can't be responsible. I don't have anything written down. I'll say that. So whatever happens between um, my mind and my mouth in this microphone, no guarantees, no guarantees, no promises, no guarantees. Let's get into this episode, y'all. Because we have so much to talk about. So much. Uh, So last week we left off and Christine had taken Truly and Isabel to North Carolina. So she tells us we... Did a six day trip. We saw all these great towns. It was so great. All this stuff. Isabel's talking about how much fun she had. We're seeing clips of Truly and Isabel wrestling in a, a Fairfield Inn or something. You know who didn't have a great time? Truly. Truly, who's been stuck in the uh, back seat like a damn sardine, taking a, a Tupperware 15 gallon bin to the temple every time they. Make a sharp turn, not having fun, she's like, You know what, Isabel? This is the smallest car on the planet. She didn't even bring furniture with her. Thank God, thank God we all would have had a fear for our safety at this point. um so then Christine is filming the girls, and she asks truly, out of seven, what do you think like how sorry i I blew it <laughs> out of ten, what do you think uh you're like how much do you think you're gonna miss Isabel She says seven. But she explains in a confessional, very fairly, I thought, that a seven to her is like, yeah, of course, I'm going to miss Isabel a lot, right? No doubt about it. But she's happy and I'm happy for her. I know she's really excited to move to North Carolina. Just as long as she visits a lot, I'm good. We're fine. So then we get to hear more about where Isabel's at with regard to like her headspace with the move, the divorce, college, all of that. She says that she actually thinks it'll be good for her to take a break, to get away from Christine because she depends on her way too much. Then we see Truly say that she is not excited about moving to Utah at all. And Christine says in a confessional that this is kind of somehow, sometimes how she finds out information from her kids because she feels like they're so protective of her that they don't necessarily want to say things that they think might upset her. So... This information that Truly is saying is brand new information to Christine. Then we get back to Isabel, and she's like, "You know, I think it'll be really good for Mom and Truly to move to Utah because Truly will get to see a really nice relationship and marriage out of McKelty and Tony, and also out of Aspen and Mitch. And I'm gonna get that." with uh Madison and Caleb and their relationship and I'm really excited to be exposed to that. And that's like ooh I hope that both Christine and Cody make mention of that. Like put a mental put that down in your your mental book, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> your brain. <laughs> is that what a mental book is, Kara? Your brain. <laughs> Um, put that down in your brain or your mental book. Um, and just Isabel keeps reiterating this, like, I need to be exposed to healthy marriages. It's going to be great for truly to see these examples of good marriage. And it's like, damn, that sucks. I had never thought about that as like something that a kid would really crave or really think that they are missing out by not seeing a healthy dynamic and that they'll like be comforted by that like that's shouldn't be on a 17 year old 18 year old kid's mind you know what i mean that sucks and then you guys isabel starts talking about how hard the last year has been for her emotionally with all the changes and then she kind of admits that Christine has probably been depending on her emotionally a little bit more than she should be even though Isabel's like really nice about it she's like I don't mind like it's not a problem but she has been Um, but then Isabel says you know the last year just got kind of heavy and emotional inside of the house and you know when mom was going through the breakup she sought me out and you know I think it's just kind of hard for a young kid to see their mom in that state. Oof. Just it was just really hard living at home the last year. So, um, co- excuse me, Christine tells us that while she was in North Carolina, she told Isabel that she might come back to visit the next month and Isabel was like, "No. I actually think that it'll be better." We need to not see each other maybe till Christmas. Um, But then Isabel says in a confessional that she thinks it'll really be good for Christine to live to live with herself and to not need her and vice versa. She told Christine, if you come back to North Carolina in a month, I will come back with you and I don't want to do that. That's powerful. I never thought I would use that word in a a descriptor for Sister Wives or any of the stupid shows that I recap let's be real but it was it was a powerful moment but you know what (sighs) Cody is about to dine out on that clip for the rest of his life you were over there stressing my daughters out and they're worried sick about where's their dad he's gonna use that (sighs) brace yourselves put on a helmet y'all really so then we have to watch some very odd scene of mary with her friend jen if you guys don't know i'm assuming this started during the pandemic uh jen and mary do on fridays a thing called fridays with friends it's just an instagram live where they like giggle at each other i have not been able to make it past the 45 second mark so i really don't know what's going on but it's what you saw of them, uh, quote unquote, recording themselves having a conversation <laughs> was pretty much what happens during Fridays with mm-hmm. Friends. It's Mary just like laughing a lot and, um, mm-hmm. not finishing a sentence. But Mary says in a confessional that she's not like this with many people. And then we just see a montage of her having fun. So I guess what she meant is that, like, she's not fun with many people and says, I used to be with like other members of the family and and, like inside of the family, but you know, the family's kind of weird right now. And then Jen and Mary talk about their origin story, right? Mary, uh, Mary says that she's known Jen since back in Vegas, that Jen was really there for her during the whole catfishing scenario. And Mary says that Jen knows everything everything about her life everything about the catfish she entrusts her implicitly and like that's their thing so jen has also been taking over as the innkeeper for mary's haunted mansion uh since her mom passed away and mary talks about how this is going to take a lot off of her plate but she'll probably be back and forth between flagstaff and Parawan a lot because she just likes to be in jen's presence i have so many questions <laughs> I <laughs> have, so many questions about this. Um, Jen's married. Jen has children. I think that there may have been mention about Jen's kids being there, helping her for the summer. But, like, are you getting a divorce, Jen? Like, what's happening here? I mean, everybody can have any sort of groovy relationship that you want. I just think it's, like, uh, we're just, like, fucking off to Utah for a few months at a time that doesn't that's odd to me not in a shady way just in a confusing way like how can you just like pick up your life and uh be the innkeeper for your friend for a few months that maybe she's a teacher or something i don't know but um then we get cody's opinion on jen and he's like yeah i know her She's, like, really loyal to Mary. I don't know if she's giving her good advice or not, but I'm sure it's been very helpful to Mary to have a close friend outside of the family because her relationships within the family are strained. (laughs) I mean, the hits really just keep coming over and over with Mary. The sad, Sack comedy tour has um, come to a city near you. It's making every stop, and it's sold out. I mean, could like, cringy. Her, her life is so sad now that it's hard for me to digest and watch. Cody's like, I'm just glad Mary has a friend. Because she certainly doesn't have any within the family. Which, uh, Robin, tell us how you really feel, girl. Tell us how you really feel. So then we get back to uh, Jen and Mary continuing their recorded chuckle fest and how they're like talking about, oh, we used to have Fridays as friends, but uh, now we're going to have sister wife Sunday. <laughs> oh, Jen, isn't that so funny? But like, you're not going to be my sister wife, really, because, you know, I really need you as a BFF. Oops, Robin. <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean to say that you couldn't be a BFF and a sister wife at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. <laughs> and it's like, Mary, don't worry about it. Robin's not even watching this video. I, I don't think she cares. <laughs> She's good. Um. So then here comes old Bristlebrows in a confessional talking about how the sister-wives relationship is a really complicated one, just like in general, in the sister-wives nation of America. And how when there are sister wives and there are examples of sister wives that get along with each other, it's like the other girls are kind of like, Oh damn. Kind of envious. Right. Um, Then she uses Janelle and Cody's moms as an example. And they both married Cody's dad and um how they at first had a complicated relationship, but then they were able to make it work. And <laughs> she was like, God, I mean, no wonder my sister wife's closet failed because she is not a salesperson. What if somebody came out to you? Like, really think about this. And they were like, I want you to join our family as a a part-time wife, mother to multiple children who will only have, at best, a part-time father and um, some woman who cries a lot with very thick eyebrows. And... uh, But, like, maybe if you just stick around for, like, decade upon decade upon decade maybe cody will be dead at that point we're gonna work it out and everything will be worth it in the end maybe (laughs) like no thank you like you're not gonna like your life for the next 40 years but i can give you like a 30 percent promise that things might work out at the end and maybe when we're 70 uh we'll just be making chili together Right at the stove. Just having a nice little chuckle. (laughs) No, thanks. And then Mary says the saddest thing of all, which is that when her mom passed, Jen took off from her job, hopped on a plane, COVID be damned to be with Mary, even though she has a husband and kids at home. Just took those days right off of work and was there without even thinking about it. And Mary says it didn't matter what was going on. I mattered. And it felt really good to matter to someone. i can't take it how does she live her life that way like i can't even consume (laughs) the like two minutes that we get of her in a couch every week how does she live this day in and day out oh girl Back in Flagstaff, Christine is shuffling things around the house because people are, she's put the house up on the market. People are looking. So she's, you know, they're trying to keep up as little space as possible because people are going to be filing in and out. So she says, you know, Truly's basically at a base level of acceptance. <laughs> she's excited about moving to Utah, but Truly's like, I have accepted it. I'm not excited at all but we're doing it. I do know that. So they're helping put a bed together. Truly talks about how she struggles to put the fitted sheet on the bed. Christine makes a comment about how like, okay, miss 10 year old, which is exactly what happened. What? Like two episodes ago where Cody forgot that she was actually 11. (laughs) So truly is like, excuse me. Did you forget how old I am? And you know, truly welcome to the, uh, the youngest child club. Where it's just like, you know, especially when there's like an age gap between the second, the next one. You're lucky if you uh, get your name remembered. The fact that she was like within a year is like good. Like, it's always going to be like within a year. Should I pause? I'm going to pause, reach out to my mom and ask her what year I was born. The The year is 1986. Spoiler alert. We'll see what she says. All right. We're back. So... <laughs> i said mom uh what year was i born in she said 1986 and i said how old does that make me 38 okay thank you bye (laughs) so welcome truly this is gonna be your life for the rest of your life So Christine talks in a confessional about how she's basically giving it up to God in terms of Cody's relationship with their kids. He's had plenty of time to see them. He hasn't. They've been home for a few days now uh, since coming back from North Carolina. Nothing. Didn't help them move Gwendolyn in. Nothing there. Uh, At some point in this episode, we find out that there was two months between Isabel saying that she was moving to North Carolina and her actually moving, and that Cody had made no effort to see her in the two months. Now you're making us or trying to make us feel like you're this whole victim, and oh, I haven't been able to see her. Uh, my baby girl's leaving, and oh, what, I'm missing out on a memory. But you had two months, two two months, and nothing. It's not even like Truly, you don't even have to pick her up. You know, she could drive to you. Y'all could kick it in the, I don't know, in the parking lot, at steak and shake or whatever. Trash. Cody says in a confessional that he would love to see Truly more. It's just that, you know, Robin's house is full. There's no room at the inn over there. And, uh, uh, you know, it's not like I don't want to see Truly. It's just I'm struggling to be around christine it's like okay grow up (laughs) grow the fuck up you don't have to hang out with her with christine there go hang out just pick her up just pick her up the only option that you see of being able to cultivate a relationship with your kids is if they're at robin's house that's what i'm hearing and and if that can't happen then nothing's happening sorry kid Why did he even agree to or tell Christine that he was going to find a room for truly knowing that he didn't have one. They're not going to buy a whole other house so that truly can be there sometimes. Like that's not going to happen. Why would he have even agreed to that or said that that was something he was going to do? He's sick. So then Christine's realtor comes over. It turns out that she's friends with Janelle in some way. So they're talking, right? And Christine says in a confessional that initially she had invited all the adults over simply to tell them that she put the house on the market. But now it's under contract. Like things moved super quick. So she's talking to the realtor about it and she's like, this is a beautiful property. It's so great. And Christine's like, yeah, it's great. But I... Had a choice of scenery over family, and I chose family. And, you know, going to Utah is going to be great. And situations like this, like a family breakup is never cut and dry, especially because she's really close to Janelle's kids. So Christine says in a confessional that things are moving really, really fast. But even though she spent 27 years of her life with Cody, she's about to start over at 49. And the thing that is motivating her and pushing her forward is that she knows that she's moving towards something better then she says i just really hope that mary robin and janelle can understand or maybe it's asking too much for them to understand per se but at least they can listen to the fact that i'm leaving in a week and i hope they just don't hate me so everybody comes over Christine says in a confessional that she's already spoken to Cody. Cody knows that the house is sold. None of the other wives know. And I doubt that I'm sure the wife knows. I'm sure Cody's wife knows. Um, Janelle says in a confessional going into this, she kind of has her suspicions because she and Christine are friends. So she knows that the house has been on the market. She knows that people have seen it. So she's just assuming, right? Um, Then Robin says, you know, I'm just like really in my head and I'm stressed out. And I don't think it's just hitting us right now, which I think is an important thing to note for the bullshit that happens moving forward. Mary says that she's got a lot of emotions going into this conversation that she feels angry and also a little bit betrayed, but also that she kind of feels like she understands where Christina is coming from. And she says, but I know that anger's a secondary emotion and, and I'm just hurt. I'm hurt that Christine doesn't see the value enough in our family. Mary, this is about you. I get it now. And I'm trying to be like, why is Mary so mad? And I know that a lot of people feel like, oh, Mary's angry because she's watching Christine do what she couldn't do or whatever. I don't know if that really rings true for me personally. I don't know if I feel that. But when she says, like, she doesn't see, I'm mad that, or upset that Christine doesn't see the value in our family. She's like, oh, Christine doesn't see the value in me. But we'll put in in that for, for later. Then Cody says in a confessional, I'm angry. I'm angry that Christine's moving. I'm angry that she moved my stuff out. I'm angry that she asked me to leave. I'm angry about a lot of things. We know. And nobody gives a fuck. How about that? How about that? So Christine starts her speech off by saying, well, I'm sure you guys could tell by when you got here, there was a sign outside the house. And that, you know, the house has been put on the market, but it's under contract. And Janelle goes, oh, yay. That's really great. I know that was like a stress for you. <laughs> and then the camera goes over to Cody. who's <laughs> like stone face. And just very quickly in a confessional, he goes, why would she say yay? Why is Janelle saying yay? <laughs> I don't get her thinking. <laughs> I don't get why Christine would, why Janelle would be happy for Christine. Why would you say that Janelle? <laughs> Christine finally announces that she found a house in Utah and she's moving next week. And Robin looks at her like, what? And in a confessional, Robin says, it just feels like somebody pushed me out of a plane and I just wasn't ready. <laughs> i don't get i don't get it i don't understand you don't even have a relationship with christine so what is it that you're so upset about what are you so shocked about what are what are you so pushed out of a plane feeling about this doesn't change your life at all not even a little bit hey dave yeah randy since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft Pushed out of a plane. What? Cody's rubbing his eyes, but he says in a confessional that he's not saying anything because he feels like there's nothing he can do. And he's not going to do something stupid, like express his undying love for Christine and ask her to come back because I, I don't even like her in this moment. <laughs> yeah, the reason that's why she's leaving, because you don't like her. Duh. Bitch. Mary says, Well, there's really nothing for me to say. Like, what am I supposed to say? Congratulations, you're leaving the family. (laughs) Thanks. Then Mary says, I don't feel jealous of Christine because she's leaving. And I can't, because I can. I can do whatever I want. My strength is sticking around and seeing if Cody would be willing to work on a relationship. So I leave that door open, but I'm not pining away for it, baby. Yeah, you are. <laughs> this man has told you subliminally, covert, overt, in a confessional, on a boat, redfish, bluefish, I don't want to marry you, bitch. I don't like you. And he could not make it any more clear. But Mary is so warped. She has now created a space for herself in which she is now... <laughs> Um, given strength by sticking in this situation that she doesn't have to you know it's almost like if you came over to somebody's house and it was like a snowy hella cold day and they had the front door open and the snow's coming in and the wind's gusting in and it's like super cold and you're like hey girl um, do you mind closing the door and she's like no 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 like My strength is in enduring this ice, this nothingness (laughs) that will continue to make me cold and shiver because there's nothing to it. But I'm going to leave this door open just to prove that I'm strong and I'm sitting here in this house shivering and all I have to do is just close the door. Nobody's there. Everybody wants you to close the door, Mary, and you're not doing it. You guys, something just happened. Did Mary really love that Bruno Mars song? And that's where she's getting this from. Like, can you just like close your eyes if you can, not if you're driving, close your eyes. I'm going to try to get through this without laughing because the imagery is really getting to me. Close your eyes and imagine Mary in that big brown house and nobody's there but her and a bottle of cupcake Moscato and a tumbler you know she's got like a a, the tumbler that can fit a whole bottle of wine and there's it's just filled with ice because you know mary's a, a wine with ice bitch and that's not even really a judgment you know we've all been there right just imagine just blasting bluetooth blasting through the house leave the door open by Bruno Mars. and she's got a picture of cody and she's just singing it she's a picture of cody taped right to the refrigerator one of those life-size uh what do you call those things the, like sports things that you put like fat heads yeah she's got she's got a fat head of cody. <laughs> a fat head of cody stuck to the wall singing leave the door open with moscato on her breath you can't tell me that hasn't happened Ooh, anyway, um <laughs> the fat head of Cody is really going to take me down. Um so I think Mary is like, "Oh yeah, I've created my own commodity that nobody's asking for or requesting or wanting." And now Christine's leaving and it's like, "Oh, she didn't see all the work that I've been putting in, and now like I'm being rejected." And therefore the family's being rejected. And therefore I'm angry because somehow this is like a rejection of me. All right. So Janelle asks Christine how Trulie's doing with all of this. And Christine's like, oh, you know, she's not really excited about moving, but she's doing okay with the divorce. And Cody's like, yeah, she's like a lot more upset about moving than the divorce. So in a confessional, Cody tries to play conspiracy theorist and says that Christina told him initially that Truly was really upset about the divorce news. But then when he spoke to her a few days later, suddenly she was fine. And gee, what could have possibly happened in those few days that would make a kid okay with her parents getting a divorce? Like what child would be okay with that? But Christine says in a confessional, the whole situation with Truly finding out, she told her and she called Cody immediately and said or suggested, hey, you might want to come over and talk to Truly about it. But Christine says that in those few days that it took Cody to get his ass up and talk to his child about the divorce, she did her own stuff and was talking to Isabel and McKelty about it or Madison or whoever, but, or excuse me, McKelty and Aspen. And that that's how she came to feel better about the situation. But Cody tries to play the victim again with the rest of the wives by saying, you know, when I talked to Truly, um, she announced to me that I was divorced and that was news to me. Christine looks over at him and goes, that was news to you? And Cody says, well, that we were all already divorced. It was. And Christine's like, oh, Okay. (laughs) Okay, Cody. So then Cody says in a confessional that they didn't have an official divorce. They didn't have an official divorce agreement. They didn't sign a paper or anything. It just like, you know, Christine to him was associating her leaving with them getting a divorce. Could you imagine? She thought that by moving away from me and ending the relationship that we were going to get a divorce. Why would she think? think of that i'm totally caught off guard even though it's been at least six months since she told me this bitch wants to divorce me she kicked me out of the bedroom she kicked off my stuff and put them in boxes in the garage she asked me to pick them up and take them back to my actual house and now she's saying she's moving and taking our daughter And not coming back. She wants to divorce me? Huh? And you know what I'm going to do? Bring up this uh, protocol from our church that neither of us belong to. So that I can be the victim again. Robin clears her neck. (laughs) Excuse me. I mean her throat to tell Christine she's not divorced yet. Because um, our church is the one who says you're divorced. Like you have to go ask for one. Did you know that? Ooh, okay, Robin. <laughs> you have to get paperwork and get approval and, like, prove that your marriage is broken. Okay? But the whole time she's saying that, she's looking directly at Cody. Like, right, this is right? This is what we talked about, right? She has to go to the thing and get the paperwork and do all this stuff and prove that it's bad? Right? Yeah. Yeah, she's got to do that. So, Robin then says that Christine's just declaring that she's divorced and it is like invalidating their beliefs but this is not Christine's belief anymore Oh, so nobody gives a shit and also fuck you Robin like why does she think that she gets to be the arbiter of whose relationship is valid according to the church or not and you're still in it you're still in it Then she says, Robin, goes on to say that the church will usually require a bunch of meetings. So if you tell them, hey, we're thinking about getting divorced, they try to intervene. They make you go to classes, counseling, meetings, all that stuff. And then she goes, well, technically, from my understanding, um, Christine isn't divorced until she's physical with another man. But I don't know. Christine, do you see, do you, Robin, do you hear how weird that sounds? That sounds weird as shit. So, (laughs) by your logic, Christine is still married to Cody. But, like, what if she doesn't get the paperwork but just fucks somebody else anyway? Does that count? Does she fuck her way out of this marriage? Because that sounds, like, pretty sweet. (laughs) That actually sounds pretty fucking awesome. Great. Maybe I'll be a Mormon. (laughs) Actually, I take it back. I take it back, Robin. Christine, actually, you should listen to Robin. Fuck your, fuck your way out of this marriage, please. Because that's what, that's what I heard. <laughs> Janelle is the only adult outside of Christine. And she says in a confessional, like, as far as I know, it's just that your divorce has to be recognized. But Christine has left the faith. So she says it's going to be between her and God. And I just feel like that's okay because the rules don't apply to Christine anymore because she's not in the faith. And then Christine says that neither she nor Cody are a part of that religion anymore. So she just doesn't really feel the need to go through that process. Robin. Thanks. Uh, Fuck Robin. (laughs) I was going to say something, but the moral of the story was just like, fuck her. Um, So then Mary says that she feels like she's in the same situation as Christine, because she's also not legally married to Cody. And it's like, yeah, Mary, let's build on that. Not only are you not legally married to Cody, you are, if we want to talk about legality, legally divorced from Cody. You guys are legally divorced. <laughs> so I don't know. Did you guys have to do the paperwork for that? Like, are, are we uh, sounding the alarm for the paperwork on Cody with Mary, Robin? Or is this just about Christine? And then Mary says, I want to work on the relationship. But Cody's basically said that he doesn't. Does that mean that we're not married anymore? That's not how I consider it. I feel like we're still married. Then Cody says in a confessional, I don't consider myself married to Mary. Like if she wanted to move on and marry another person, she would not get an argument out of me. (laughs) Girl. Free yourself. Free your mind. En Vogue said, free your mind and the rest will follow. Take it. Take that advice, girl. That was a free free nugget for me and En Vogue to you. So, um... So then Cody says, I don't believe we can ever be functional and I don't believe I'll ever be emotionally safe with her. Cody, look in the mirror. I feel like that is exactly what Christine has been saying about you. Why is it okay for you with Mary and not okay with Christine with you? What's the difference? Yeah. Let's build on that. Mary, there is no difference between y'all's relationships. So get the fuck out. Weird ass. Oh gosh. So then Cody says, that He feels like the difference between his breakup with Christine versus his breakup with Mary is that Mary won't leave, basically, <laughs> if we're going to get down to it. Is that he and Mary have been unraveling their relationship for years, but Christine leaving was so sudden, like it just wasn't a slow unraveling like with Mary, it was like being kicked to the curb what's not clicking with you people do you guys not understand how a breakup works like it only takes one of you to say i don't want to be in it for it to be over that's it (laughs) that's how it works and if you want to convince somebody or at least attempt to convince them that you guys should stay together i don't know try to do something anything at all Outside of blaming her, um, creating all of these theories that are convenient for you and, uh, to you know, for you to make, be the victim. I don't know. Try. Try. Not just be like, oh, I accept it or not. I, I'm not accepting it, but I'm not going to do anything else to help it. So then Cody says, I'm just thinking in my head, like, wait a minute, you can't do this to me. And that's really all we need to know. Like Cody thinks that this breakup is being done at him, which absolves him of any sort of responsibility. But it also makes sense as to why he like views his situation with Mary so differently is because she's doing the work for him of like looking like the loser and sticking around in a situation that is never going to work out in her favor. That's better to him because it doesn't bruise his ego because he actually looks probably pretty great. In his mind, like, oh, here's this woman who's willing to tether herself to me for the rest of my life, even though I don't give a fuck. I'm telling you guys, if Mary was like, oh, okay, I'm leaving. I think that Cody would be angry. I do. But not like, not, not like he would be with like any, like not out of love. Let's make that clear. This is purely out of ego. He's only saying she can leave because he knows that she's not going to. You know, every day he wakes up and uh, Mary's put the shackles right on herself. Doesn't have to do anything. That's great. It works out for him beautifully. So then Cody tries to play the victim again by saying, well, I'm sorry we dragged it. Meaning I'm sorry we dragged this whole relationship or this whole family thing on for so long. And Janelle's like, I'm not. I feel like everything you guys did, like you guys tried to work it out. Y'all put everything into trying to fix this. You did what you could. And I honestly think that was like really important. Our family's really important because the biggest thing that we've all produced was this cohesive family for the kids. Cody says, they're not that cohesive. (laughs) So finally, finally we get an answer to our question. But we get it from Cody. So that's, you know, grain of salt on that one. But Cody says... That Leon, Mary's kid, uh, they're not getting along with the family. Peyton, Christine's only son, he's not getting along with the family. Uh, Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna, they don't fit in with the rest of the with, they don't fit in well with the rest of the family. And then he says that it's basically just down to three of Janelle's kids getting along with three of Christine's. That's it. This is all we're talking about. That's all the goodness and the cohesiveness that Janelle's referring to. But Janelle continues to tell the adults that she feels like those years that we were all together and Lehigh and Vegas, I feel like they were really good from the family. And I feel like the kids will be a nuclear family for the rest of their lives because of it. So then um, Janelle says in a confessional that Cody's views on all the kids being separated are like very myopic. He's, only viewing this through the lens of Robin and her kids and actually she feels like that's really weird and that they all have this very weird perception that their kids have been slighted, Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna and Ariola and the other one, Cistern and Janelle says I don't know why I don't know why they feel that way because every time I see the kids interact at like holidays or get togethers, everything seems perfectly fine so I'm not quite sure why they perceive that there's this shunning or something, it's really weird Thank you, Janelle. Thank you. We can go right to exhibit A. One of the scenes from this series is emblazoned into my brain from last season. And i talked about this multiple times because it really stuck with me. Last season, when they were trying to figure out, oh, some of us are going to Utah. Some of us want to stay in Flagstaff for Thanksgiving. And Robin sat her kids down and was like, oh, because Janelle and Christine had decided to go to Utah, right? Well, I'm going to have to sit them down and tell them. So she sits them down and is like, I just want to let you guys know that the family have decided not to be with us for this Thanksgiving. They decided to go to Utah. <laughs> like like the way she worded it was like, we're the victims. They've decided to leave us. They've decided to leave us out. And they've, in their little clique, have decided to take a little caravan to Utah and here we are by ourselves. And one of them, Aurora or Brianna, says... Um, basically like why, or, you know, something along the lines of like, did we do something like, I don't understand where, and Robin's like, I don't know. I don't know. And again, like, I am not a parent. However, like right in that moment, you could have made it so much like easier and breezier and just been like, oh yeah, they're going up to Utah. We're going to do our own thing back in, in Flagstaff. But instead, you create this environment in which, like, they now think that this is a family divided. I mean, it is. But, like, they're consciously being like, oh, Dana or Brianna, fuck them. Like, we're going to go and do our own thing. And that really wasn't the case. So, yeah, it is weird, Janelle. Thank you. And then you guys, Cody says in a confessional that he and Robin's kids are connecting constantly. And there's this perpetual energy connection versus Christine and Janelle's kids. You know, I only hear about uh, those kids if Christine and Janelle bring them up to me. Could I call them? Yes. Do I know? <laughs> I only hear about them through the kids. Well, they don't want to talk to me. I don't know Why? Not unpacking that. So Cody says, you know, it's just really not fair for me to say that I favor Robin or the kids uh, much more because it's a lot more nuanced than that. It's really because Robin communicates and the children communicate and they involve me. Bro, they don't have a choice. They have Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) These children aren't allowed to leave the house, Cody. What are we talking about? They have no choice but to share their energy and information with you because they can't fucking leave. You told them they can't go to high school. (laughs) You already said Brianna doesn't have friends. (laughs) And it's not funny. It's actually really weird. And we see it because then I'm going to stop doing the the mouth. Um, We see it actually not. We see it because when they went to Coyote Pass they were rude as shit to Savannah. It was like oh this is your bedroom. I thought it was for the dogs. They should know better than that. And it's not their fault. It's just because they don't get to leave the house and the only ideas and the energy that are getting shifted into their poor bodies are yours and Robin's. God bless them. Robin has made it abundantly clear at this point that she had a plan. She had a blueprint that she had told her children how to act and how to behave so that they could be good, so that Cody could be at their house and accept them and bring them into the family. Like, that is abundantly clear. It's not even like, uh, oh, we think this. No, it is true. That's what Robin said. She said it. (laughs) These children and their mother have figured out that the only way to get along with you is through complete control and submission. So, great. Janelle tells Christine that um, she was kind of concerned about the kids initially and the family dynamic. But she went up to Utah to see McKelty and Avalon, her new kid. And it was just like totally fine. She isn't worried. Felt totally great. So Mary says in a confessional... I just don't know what the future holds because the family hasn't been functioning for a long time. And it's not just Cody and Christine. That's been an issue. Uh, there have been a lot of fractures and if people aren't going to work on it, then this is just how the family's going to be, you would know, you would know. Cody speaks up and says, I just can't figure out why I'm so angry. And then he tells Christine that he's been in that place for a long time, but he's just now getting, a. Uh, clued in or excuse me that christine's been in her place of wanting to leave for a long time but he's now just getting clued in and then he tries to drop the bomb because i've been wondering this whole time because cody's been saying there have been rumors and people have come to me and told me that christine's been wanting to leave the family and leave me blah 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 he says i actually thought this was really fucked up that it was madison that told him and he gives us more information and says that the rumors had been swirling and so he decided to approach and ask Madison about them and she was like oh yeah Christine's I've been hearing that Christine's wanting to leave you for a long time (laughs) I've been like been like middle finger up for Cody this whole time because I'm like okay you've been hearing rumors about Christine wanting to leave you but you didn't go to her but I've been operating under the assumption that these are just things that he's been hearing that Robin's been telling him but you heard them and you made the choice to reach out to somebody and you chose Janelle's kid, one of Janelle's kids. That's weird. Like if you felt that was so immature of Christine to do, then why didn't you do the mature thing of coming to her directly? Which is exactly what Christine says. (laughs) She's like, you know, Cody, The problem was like, when you go to the grapevine, you don't get the full story. And maybe you should have gone to the source instead. Um, It's That is truly psychotic behavior. Then Christine tells Cody the reason why any of this came out, like her wanting to leave, is because people were coming to her and asking her, why are you continuing to stay in this relationship where he doesn't like you? And so she was just responding to the questions that she was being asked. This wasn't a situation of her bringing stuff up first and like spreading it around to the family so then cody asks christine um who was it that came up to you and asked you why you stayed in the marriage and christine's like i'm i'm not going to tell you that i don't want to throw anybody under the bus and even janelle backs her up and is like cody i really don't think it matters I, it really doesn't matter who said it and christine says because he keeps pushing her several several of your children have asked me that is that what you want to hear cody so robin goes well why were they asking that and christine says because they saw how I was being treated and how things were in the family and how separated we've been in Flagstaff. And Robin goes, okay, well you're talking about our family group being affected, but not the individuals. And I was like, okay, Robin, Robin, Christine says, well, they also saw that Cody and I have been struggling for a long time. And, How they have been saying that it looked like we had been struggling since back in Vegas. And so Robin gets real activated at this point. Tells Christine, well, that's a lie. That's a lie. Because I remember the conversations and I remember what was going on. I remember Janelle and Cody making their relationship better than it had ever been. And I remember you guys going on dates and stuff with Cody. So either you guys were faking it in front of me or... (laughs) Type right on down. Several notches, babe. Several. Everybody's just staring at Robin because they're like, whoa, what the fuck, girl? But Christine says in a confessional, I don't know why Christine's saying that I'm lying. Because Cody and I did struggle in Vegas and my kids saw it eventually we realize that there's like some sort of communication breakdown because Robin says in a confessional that I just think that Christine's saying that all of the relationships were bad back in Vegas, except for me and Cody, um, which was not what Christine said, like at all. <laughs> even Mary says in a confessional that she feels like Robin didn't hear what Christine said correctly. And she feels like Christine was just trying to reiterate what she had been told and how this whole conversation uh, came about. But um, it's not like Christine was trying to make any declarations about anything. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Sorry, you guys. I thought I pressed pause because I keep getting text messages and phone calls from this damn election cycle. I'm so glad it's about to be over. And they keep distracting me. So I thought I paused it so I could uh, cancel the phone call or whatever you call it. But I didn't. So my bad. So That's a little bit of dead space brought to you by the U.S. government. <laughs> so then Janelle says, that this is like the weirdest conversation she's had in a long time. <laughs> and she feels like... She's noticed that Christine and Cody have been struggling since back in the Vegas, but it's like, they're trying to invalidate Christine's feelings and act like this is something. The breakup is just something that happened all of a sudden. Thank you, Janelle. But Christine tries to power through Robin's delusions by saying that she and Cody have had some pretty upfront conversations in the past year, but then Robin goes into this very sarcastic voice and it's like, Oh, well, I thought you guys didn't talk. I thought you guys didn't communicate. So I don't even see how that could be a uh, legitimate Bitch, the way I would have grabbed her by her bumpet and escorted her right back to her minivan? Get the hell out of here. Who does she think she is? Even if okay, even if we take away this misunderstanding. Why the fuck do you care, Robin? What I don't I don't care. So what if she did lie and say, oh, I said back in Vegas that all of the relationships were failing except for Cody and Robin's." Even if she did say that, what what does it matter? What does that matter now? Other than it just being a lie, I guess. Like, what does it change? Like, even if Christine and Cody were the best they've ever been in their entire relationship in Las Vegas. And Christine is saying now that they weren't. It doesn't matter. Because they're not in a good place now. And that's what we're talking about. (laughs) Like y'all have been living in Flagstaff for how many years at this point? (laughs) Like, I mean, I think we're fair to like stop comparing things to how things were in Vegas. Christine has the patience of a saint. Like, I don't know how she was able to have this conversation, be so calm. I think it's just what happens when you're just over it. She's over the whole situation. She's over Robin. She's over Cody. There's just no emotional stakes in here because she knows. It's like, this is stupid. So you guys can like have your little tantrums or whatever. But at the end of the day, <laughs> there's an a, a under contract sign in my front yard. So doesn't matter. Bye, y'all. So Christine very calmly tells Robin that she and Cody have communicated better in the last six months. And Cody's like, I don't think so. I don't think that at all. Then in a confessional, Cody goes down the list of all the things Christine uh, has done to him. Like, uh, she told me not to stay in the house anymore. Uh, She moved my stuff out. She's leaving. We're breaking up. Okay. But I guess we're just, like, skipping the whole part where you said that you weren't attracted to her. And that you basically just wanted her, like... Pussy to just, like, just be riddled with cobwebs for the rest of her life. And maybe if you felt like being nice to her one day, then you would do that. But, you know, that's really up to your discretion. We're just forgetting that whole part. Okay. Then he says something so rude. He's like, Christine is basically taking a stand for herself. It's making her feel powerful. (laughs) So this is why Christine feels like she's communicating. Like, this is why she feels like she's been communicating that she's leaving. She told you we've seen it. She sat your ass down and said, I'm moving. I don't want to be in this relationship within you anymore. I'm leaving. This is over the course of several months. I think this is plenty of time. You know, when people usually break up, that's basically it. <laughs> I don't really have like a year long conversation after conversation about the slow rollout of y'all breaking up and her leaving. Like, Christine has given you plenty of time. And you're exposing yourself by saying that this has been going down for six months, <laughs> which is not normal in a normal breakup. Robin's still got an attitude and is telling Christine, well, fine, you can feel whatever about your relationship, but don't lump us all into it. And Christine's like, I'm not, and I'm not really understanding why you think I'm trying to, Robin. <laughs> so Robin says, well, you were just saying that the only relationship that was going okay in Vegas was mine and Cody's, and, and that's not true. Christine says, I didn't say that. Robin says, yes, you did. You said the only relationships that were good in Vegas were for me and Cody. And Christine's like, I didn't say that. I actually didn't. So Robin goes, well, what did you say? (laughs) Christine says, I don't know, but I didn't say that. And so Robin's like, okay, well, that's what I heard. And that's why I'm getting frustrated. So then Robin's like, of course, I don't know everything. But you know that I know what was going on between him and Mary. And, you know, Janelle, your relationship with Cody was great in Vegas. And Janelle stops herself from rolling her eyes, if you notice. Like, she fought, she fought the feeling. She did. <laughs> and then in a confessional, Janelle says, yeah, I just, like, don't want to use my relationship with Cody as an example or as ammunition against Christine. I'm sitting here, I'm wanting to say something, but I don't know what to say. So then Robin has to sit in a confessional and be like, well, I I must have gotten confused because I just don't understand how I got that out of what Christine said. Neither do us. We don't know either, girl. We're looking at you for an answer. (laughs) I don't know. So then Cody says, we've been working on this for 11 or 12 years publicly trying to prove that this is an a legitimate relationship. And then he says in a confessional, we've been working so hard begging the public to accept our marriage and our family. And in a moment, she just decides that we're divorced. And I just feel like that delegitimizes everything we've worked for for so long, sir, season 15. You spent the whole season saying, I don't know if I believe in polygamy anymore. I don't know if this whole thing was worth it. I think maybe we should all just call it. Pack it up and move I don't give a fuck about any of you guys. Well, If you do your thing, baby girls, go forth and prosper. The whole season. But now it's Christine's whole thart- fault for um, destroying the institution. 17 seasons. I don't think anybody really cares about the polygamy part, if I'm being honest at this point. Like, we do, but we don't. You know what I mean? Like, we're not watching this because we're uh, helping them in the fight for polygamous rights. We're watching because you're an asshole, Cody. You just happen to be an asshole to four women, except for one. <laughs> That's it. Nobody's, I don't think anybody's really like championing, championing anything. Not from you. Not from you, girl. The episode ends with Christine saying that she knew when she broke up that it was going to be a public breakup. This wasn't going to be a private thing. People were going to have their opinions. And one of the things that she was concerned about was whether or not we would think that she was a fraud or a liar. And she says, I know that without a doubt, I've tried to make this work for years. And I have a clear conscious knowing that I gave it my best. And if people want to look at me and think otherwise, then that's okay. I can't do anything about that. Being a mom is the most important thing for me. But I couldn't in clear conscience stay in a marriage with a man who had favorites and who made it very known. And he's breaking my kids' hearts. And I couldn't do that. It looks like next week is going to be very explosive. I, I mean, (laughs) y'all, load up the excedrin or the motrin i don't know acetaminophen whatever you take get strap in because it's gonna be a doozy i haven't seen it but i just know i but for the preview i know i know um what a season what a season thank you guys so much for listening Thank me for speaking. If you're not signed up to Patreon, now is the best time. The earliest in the month that you can sign up, you receive the full benefits. Um, what are we talking? This month, I have spoken about the uh, <laughs> the uh, Hulu documentary, uh, God Forbid. I don't know what it's called. It's about Jerry Falwell Jr. It's so horny and weird, you guys. Check it out. And this week, I'm doing, just today, as it drops, a... Uh, a debut, uh, not a debut, uh, an ode to, if you will, the more than likely one-hit, one-season wonder on Bravo, Real Girlfriends in Paris. So check it out. Patreon.com slash E-B-B-M podcast. But you can find the links to everything. Social media, Twitter, Patreon, all the things in every episode description of every episode. There's a link right there. It's a one-stop shop for anything you need. Love you guys.